All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt and Jake here. And we're doing Torah portions and we are on week 31. And Jake, what what is this? This is Leviticus 21 through 24 and more, which is says. Says who? Says you. Well, we're glad you're here. And um, we do ask that uh, if this content's meaningful to you, please share it out with someone. Give us a like. Uh, you can, and if you're unfamiliar with us, you can find us uh, in lots of places. If you just Google Sabbath Lounge, you'll find a variety of things. And just keep in mind, we're just a couple of guys uh, raising families in the 21st century, following Torah, keeping the feast, keeping Shabbat. And we don't claim to be experts, do we, Jake? Not at all. And what do we want people to do? We just want people to read it for themselves. And uh, hopefully what we bring up is stuff that you can search out yep. and get more detail about. Yep. So hopefully you will do that and dive deeper. So just we're going to go through and uh, see what this Torah portion is about. Yeah, we're just going to hit the highlights and uh, read the mail, kind of. Read the mail. People still do that today? Uh, email. All right, so got a young bride here. So why do we have a young bride here? Uh, because in this portion, we'll find some different marriage rules telling us uh, about uh, the priests Yep, and picking out the right bride for the priests. So the, definitely there's some rules here for a bride. Oops. And... Uh, <laughs> One of them is, uh, you know, the children have uh, very specific rules. I don't know why I can't go back here, Jake. It's not really uh, following along for us, is it? There we go. So we got the marriage rules. Yep. And the priest's children had very specific rules. Right. And uh, one of them is don't marry a whore. That's good advice for everybody. Good advice. You know, we recommend that for your children. <laughs> and uh, things will go well if you uh, follow those rules. And, and for your own life, if you haven't married yet, um, that's probably good advice, unless you're Hosea and he was commanded to do so. But that's a whole other story. If you've never read Hosea, you should read it. And then you'll know. Yeah. So... This is good for all of our kids. We established that. And then why did we throw 1 Timothy 3.8 in here? So uh, this is, and we kind of mentioned this before back in the Jethro yes, we did. portion. But uh, there's just some consistent, this is what a good person does kind yeah. of actions and how you measure uh, a man's integrity. And, uh, and that's, found here in first timothy with regard to picking elders in the church and deacons and leaders mm -hmm. of the of the assembly and uh that usually involves uh being able to raise up children who don't uh cause trouble yeah and yeah uh, and raise a family you know lead and be the head of a family that is uh respected that kind of thing so that goes into you know, the wife that you pick mm -hmm. and, and how you run your family. And it, if you're running it according to uh, Yahweh's ways and not your own, then you'll, you should be good to go. Yeah, I think you can definitely draw a comparison between 
who who the priests were in this this particular scripture here, you kind of have to feel like the same, very similar qualifications in these priest families were expected. Yeah, it's and, like uh, self control, but yeah, amped up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they were kind of on another level from just the average Joe. Right. All right, Jake. Um, so let's now, talk about beards, yeah, baby. Yeah, let's talk about my beard. You do have an awesome beard. Thank you. I try. So do you this, think beards has been a growing trend here lately <laughs> amongst men? Beards have been growing, for beards sure. Beards have been growing. Kind of yep. seems to be a thing, for sure, people are doing. Right. So why do we care about it right now in the middle of this uh, portion? Well, you know, we do talk a little bit about gender roles. And, and so, you know, more than ever, you kind of wonder, um, do you know, having a beard, does that kind of help define our gender role? And maybe kind of distinguish between the creation. Yes. And if we are always shaving it, then we kind of are smooth faced like a woman. Kind of. So I think you can make an argument that that I don't. We talked about how we don't really necessarily think it's wrong to shave because they had to shave from time to time for different reasons. They would be sometimes commanded to shave. Right. So it's not. I don't think you could argue much that it it's wrong to do so. But but I definitely became convicted. I have a beard, and have, you know I've had one on and off, and some I've shaved it, but I always have grown it back since I've been following Torah, um, because I'm kind of convinced it's there's something what makes to it. me different. Yeah. So it's part of you, you know, and by shaving something, are you not hiding the way God changing the way God made it? Yes, I think you kind of are a little bit, and so, but we live in a world that does this all the time, right? You know, so we just talked about how you know when it doesn't rain, I can irrigate, I can water my yard. I'm like I don't need the rain; I'll just put the rain on it myself. Right. right. So there's so we're we're used to living in that kind of world, but yeah, we have these ways of getting around the the curses we've put ourselves under. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's something to think about. We're not saying we have all the answers on this, but but uh, but it does make sense that maybe this is one way to make us set apart from the world around us. Right. And so we get this so from uh, twenty one twenty five, right, or twenty one five, I guess it is, right, uh, where it has this command. He's telling them, "Don't shave, don't shave your head, and don't cut your flesh." All but, in the same sentence. Right. So um, that prompted me and Matt to look at, well, we've heard that before, where, and it's in Leviticus 19, 27 to 28, and he says the same thing, but it has a little caveat with it, and it says, for the dead. So if you're reading through that, that's, what, that's the point he's mm-hmm. making here. So, and when you look at the Hebrew word for the mar, the corners of your beard in Leviticus 19 there, it's, it has this connotation of uh, like violence, like destroying your beard, don't destroy your beard. And uh, so it, it has this idea of, you know, not just shaving, but ripping your hair out. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's what people do in honor of or in mourning for the dead kind of situation. 
it definitely seems to be connected to things the pagans did. Yeah. And he was like, don't do these things. Yeah. And then you were saying about shaving stuff into your hair, kind of. Yeah, like, um, you know, there are, you can find references to people that shave symbols, occult symbols and things into their hair yeah. to show their identity. Um, but it's interesting, too, that it, it puts it in the same sense with cutting your flesh. So, right. see, so we don't think it implied that you were really bad at shaving. <laughs> right. But although I feel like when I shaved on a regular basis, I cut my flesh. <laughs> So, yeah. So maybe they is maybe they are connected. Yeah, I certainly don't miss running the razor around in my and face. And especially if you have any scars on your face, which I have a scar on my chin from football and I cut that thing on a regular basis. So, don't recommend shaving yeah. around the scar. But anyway, so that leads us to chapter 23. If you don't have this bookmarked, if you don't know this reference, you've got to learn this reference. In, in this walk, because this is the, I don't know, what do you call it? The handbook? Yeah, the, this is the go-to for, uh, if you want to talk about the appointed times. Mm -hmm. uh, we had an interesting little side note. Uh, when I was doing uh, uh, Bible study at my job, uh, when we lived in Pennsylvania, we were like, okay, uh, I started bringing some stuff up about this Torah stuff, and and the feasts and they're like okay well let's talk about the feasts and we went through to talk about the feasts we didn't once touch leviticus 23 mm. and uh i'm like i don't know you can't talk about the feast without mm. going to leviticus 23 it kind of defines everything yeah it's like for people that like lists right here's where you go that's right so today you're we're going to talk about the top seven feasts right which are actually there's eight feasts in Leviticus 23. The first one is what? It'd be the Passover. Sabbath. Oh, the Sabbath. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or so, appointed times. Right. So, and I think that's a better way to describe it. I mean, it's more we, accurate. We yeah. all understand feasts. Everybody gets that. It's food. Right. And that is a good way to describe it. But it is calendar appointments with the Most High God, creator right. of everything. He's set these dates aside and. He's meeting with us. It's a standing meeting, and we should make time for him. Right. So, the, like you were saying, the first one's Passover here. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so what? what's a quick note on that? Well, Passover is uh, coming up, you know, and, of course, you got the blood on the, the lentil, and we just read about the, the account of that and, you know, a few uh, passages back and, you know, the symbolism between the blood of the lamb and, you know, and the unleavened bread and first fruits. Some people say this is not three things, but kind of one, one thing feast, all wrapped kinda. together. I've heard that. So, I mean, I don't know, somatics maybe, but yeah, but but definitely things we're supposed to do, right? And easy things. Yeah, it's not and, that hard. Yeah. So basically, Passover. So which so some of these have been fulfilled, and some of them haven't, right? So Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits. This was uh, Messiah on the cross, right? Right. Well, and then living back up to unleavened bread is so important because we believe today it's getting rid of the teachings of man. Uh huh. And right. kind of a, a physical representation of that. Right. And then you're saying first fruits. And then, yeah, unleavened bread, he's in the ground in unleavened bread. And first fruits was uh, he rises again. Mm -hmm. 
then Feast of Weeks. That was the Holy Spirit's given. Which we can also talk about Shavuot uh, the, on Mount Sinai. And right. then in Acts chapter 2 being at the same time. Right. And then Trumpets returns. That's the, the second coming. Day of Atonement's Judgment Day. Tabernacles is the celebration. So, so yeah, basically the spring feast, uh, it, you know, a lot of ways have been fulfilled. And then these are future things that we're anticipating great, amazing things happening right. someday soon. And by practicing these things, you're prepared. Right. And you're not caught off guard. So need to learn that this passage and know what it says. Yep. Are you So you know how to do these things. So Leviticus 19.26. Oh, uh, real quick. Oh. I'll, I'll, I guess that we have that slide in here, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, let's keep going. So 1926, yeah, so while we were looking at 19 for the beard pulling situation, uh, we also saw, you shall not eat anything with the blood, neither shall you use enchantment, nor, and then this phrase, observe times. Observe the times. So right. he was, so that's talking about the feast times? Right. Oh, why that's should confusing. you not observe the times? And then later he says, observe these times. That's so something doesn't seem right with that logic. Exactly. So whenever I see that phrase, observe times, that makes me think about all the times that, uh, have you ever heard someone come up to you and say, Matt, have you ever read Galatians? No, yes. <laughs> so uh, point being, this makes me think of when in Galatians, he talks about the observing of times. So he says, let's see, Galatians 4, 10 through 11, ye observe days and months and times and years. I am afraid for you, afraid of you, lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Right. And uh, let me just read nine also, just because that's uh, a good lead in. But now after that you have known Elohim, or rather are known of Elohim, how can you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? And then he talks about these observing of times. And mm -hmm. people will say, see, it's the beggarly elements, the weak elements mm -hmm. of you going back to the law to observe these feast days. Well, uh, we see that Leviticus 19 shows us there's different feast days different times that were being observed, right? And that they weren't supposed to do, but his times they were supposed to observe. Well, in Galatians 4.9, we have a teaching about Galatians. And one of the things that we discovered were those elements were literally the elementals like earth, wind, and fire. And there was a whole worship of those it's things. Very witchcraft. Yes, it's, it's, it's new age kind of thing it's like not a lot different than some of the things people still do today yeah but but that's what he's talking about and they had times and seasons just so the enemy copied uh, what Yahuwah did right. and made his own times and seasons and yeah. we're not supposed to observe the enemy's times and seasons but jake much of the world has haven't they they sure have and they don't know they don't know so if you don't know you need to read and yeah. uh and find out see if what we're saying is true yep so go check out our our video on galatians also and then we have 
This and one. then we also did the gospel story of the holidays as told through the blood of Yeshua, or the blood of Jesus. And the gospel was presented right there all along in the feast. How yep. about that? Fantastic. So if you want more about the feasts, go ahead and go to that one. Give it a listen. And got a little nice little fire sound there for you. Ooh, I love so that. in 24-2, don't let the fire go out. Yeah, and then he repeats it a couple times. Oh, line a couple of times. <laughs> All through Leviticus, it seems like he says right. this almost in every Torah portion for weeks on end. Don't let the fire go out. Yeah. So if you get sick of hearing it from us, too bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a commandment. So, and um, so I that kind of we're getting towards the end here. Jake, is there anything else that we left out? Anything else you want to say? No, there's, you know, it seems very, uh, like it tends to repeat a lot of things, but still, there's very much in each one of these these Torah portions. Um, there's a lot in this one for sure, especially just, you know, you could spend a whole year just trying to figure out the details in, that go into the feast, studying out the feasts. So mm -hmm. there's plenty to look at and keep you busy with this portion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, that concludes uh, this edition of Torah Portions uh, with Sabbath Lounge. And this is Matt and Jake signing off. See ya.